0: Okay, as Alex Stacey is wont to say, uh, let's fuck it up. I just had a Ricola and I'm drinking uh, cold water, so and I'm just kind of in an extreme living sort of situation. In light of current events, I decided to try and put up an episode, you know, from home, basically. I decided to try and put up an episode from home, so I'm going to give a quick rundown of the decklist from the last Friday Night Magic that I attended, which was the Mystery Booster Draft, uh, and I'll go a little bit more uh, in-depth about that. What I'm going to do is mention each card in the deck list uh, briefly, and then describe how it performed for me, uh, for better or for worse. So, pack 1, I was kind of dabbling with Jund. I grabbed an early Sprouting Thrinax, which is, you know, as a gold card, probably not a good pick, but overall, pretty strong. It's a 3-3 for Jund, and when it dies, you make 3-1-1s. After that, I pivoted into Mardu. I was kind of, I meandered my way into Mardu, I guess you could say. For my mana base, I had... Six swamps, six plains, six mountains, and a blighted fen. The four and a black tap it, uh, sacrifice it. Uh, Target opponent sacrifices a creature. Uh, It also taps for colorless. Of particular interest and import to note, the Mystery Booster set is entirely reprints from the History of Magic Uh, either going all the way back or very nearly all the way back. And so the drafting strategy is, I guess, a little bit different from other sets. There's not, like, really defined lanes for drafting. You sort of make your own lane. Uh, There's not really any mechanics that you can kind of bank on, you know, except for a few, and it seems like you have to kind of fall into them, which is what happened with me, I ended up finding that the synergy between Revolt and Dash is quite interesting, uh, but I will get into that a little bit later on in the episode. The first rare I picked was uh, Weathered Wayfarer, which is basically the land tax on a 1-1. It's 1-1 for one white, and you pay a white and tap it, and you can Search your library for basic land, but only if an opponent controls more lands than you. The uh, Another uh, pick that is next in the deck list order is Genju of the Spires, which turned out to be pretty bonkers. It's a one red mana enchantment that for two... You can. It's an Enchant Mountain, and for two, you can. the Enchanted Mountain becomes a 6-1 red spirit creature until end of turn that's still a land. Uh, when the Enchanted Mountain is put into a graveyard, you may return Gengar of the Spires from your graveyard to your hand. It turns out that being able to have a 6-1 on turn three, turn two or three, is pretty ridiculous. A pretty ridiculous clock in Limited, as I found out a couple times. The next card up is another uh, red. It's a 1-1 creature. For one and a red, it's the Stormblood Berserker. It's a human berserker. It has Bloodthirst 2, which means if an opponent was dealt damage this turn, this creature enters the battlefield with 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, and it has Menace. Uh, It didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, It didn't come out, as I recall, but it seems uh, pretty good as an early threat. Up next, we have Brute Strength, which is a combat trick for one and a red. It's an instant. Target creature gets plus three, plus one, and gains trample until end of turn. As far as red combat tricks go, this seems uh, average to above average, bearing in mind that the set is a lot of reprints, so there's some things, some reprints of older cards, that you know where the power level is different or, or vastly different. Uh, totally rad Wayne Reynolds art to boot. Up next, we have a 1 and a red enchantment. It's Impact Tremors. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Impact Tremors deals 1 damage to each opponent. So it's basically a functional version of Cavalcade of Calamity, except it, it, it doesn't, there's no restriction on the power of the creature attacking. So it's ETB instead of on attacks. This put in some decent work for me, especially... If you're drafting mystery boosters and like any kind of weenie builds or, or like low-to-the-ground hip decks, you can get some pretty incredible returns on it. Next we have a one-and-a-white combat trick, uh, Tandem Tactics. One up to two target creatures each get plus one, plus two until end of turn. You gain two life. Uh, Instant life gain is good. White usually makes things bigger on the back end. Uh, it does hinge on you having more than one creature. But in the weenie deck, that shouldn't be a problem. After that, we have Hidden Stockpile. As I mentioned earlier, I would get into the the synergies between Revolt and Dash. Hidden Stockpile is a one white and one black enchantment. It has Revolt at the beginning of your end step. If a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, so any permanent, create a 1-1 colorless servo artifact creature token. And then it also has one sacrifice a creature, scry 1. Uh, next we have a 1 and a black for a Creature Insect. It's a 1-1. One, one. It's Fretwork Colony. And it can't block, which is in line with the cycle of low-cost black creatures that have some kind of drawback. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on Fretwork Colony and you lose 1 life. Uh, so it's a good early threat. It just kind of gets bigger. After that we have the Dusk Legion Zealot, which is a 1-1 one, one for 1 and a black. It is a vampire soldier. Uh, When Dusk, Legion, Zella enters the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose one life. Uh, Again, more card selection. More, you know, gaining card advantage by paying life. Just on flavor for black. Uh, Next is a very popular card in any format where it's legal. Blood Artist. An aristocrat staple. Uh, It's a 0-1 for one and a black It's creature vampire whenever blood artist or another creature dies target player loses one life and you gain one life pretty standard in a lot of the aristocrat decks because you can just make the removal you know nothing by just you know throwing your whole board into the wood chipper and nugging them for a bunch After that we have the vessel of malinity from innistrad it's a one and a black enchantment and for one and a black you can sacrifice it uh, target opponent exiles two cards from his or her hand activate only as a sorcery uh, it's nice to have cheap discard and it's even better that it exiles them um, This card was pretty instrumental in you know giving me a, you know some card advantage in the early game or really whenever it came down uh, Next up is the three drop slot uh, it's your boy midnight guard, or maybe i don't know whose boy it is. Maybe it's not your boy, maybe it's someone else's boy. It's a 2, 3, 4, 2 and a white human soldier. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, untap Midnight Guard. So if you have some creature generation, say, from like Hidden Stockpile, uh, you can you give this guy Vigilance, basically, and keep him up as a blocker. Yet another one for the 3-drop slot. It's a Glint Sleeve Artisan. He is a two two for two and a white with fabricate one so he can enter with a plus one plus one counter or you can make a one one colorless servo so it's three power divided as you choose among one or two bodies uh he is quite useful for you know maintaining board advantage triggering things that care about creatures entering play uh things of that nature up next is a rare it's Your boy, Boros Reckoner. Your other boy, Boros Reckoner. Not so much a house as he is a mobile home uh, because he's a bomb, but also he has first strike. So he can hit fast. He can hit hard. Uh, He's a 3-3 for three hybrid Boros, uh, Minotaur Wizard. Whenever he is dealt damage, he automatically deals that much damage to any target, and you can pay one hybrid Boros to give him first strike until end of turn. Pretty ridiculous you can do some bonkers combos with him in legacy formats. Just chef's kiss. Next is the Scream Reach Brawler. Blah! Another 3-drop. Uh, 2, 3, four, two and a red. With dash uh, for 1 and a red, you can cast this spell for its dash cost. If you do, it gains haste, and it's returned from the battlefield to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Very handy uh, for triggering revolt along with hidden stockpile. Uh, this guy put in work. Put in work. Next up is the hardened berserker. Yet another three drop. He's a three-two for two and a red creature human berserker. Whenever hardened berserker attacks, the next spell you cast this turn costs one less to cast. Uh, he didn't come out for me, but I can see him being good with combat tricks. You know, you you play him and then you play like a brute strength and you've got a, you know, six three trample for four. That seems pretty good. Um, not a whole lot to say about that one. Man, what is it with these three drops? The curve on this deck is is pretty low to the ground. It's Blood Ogre is a two two ogre warrior for two and a red with Bloodthirst one and he has first strike. Pretty solid. After that, we have Uncaged Fury, which is a instant for two and a red. Uh, target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn. Uh, this can be pretty, this is pretty nasty, as I remember playing it in M20 Limited. Time for your favorite, Faith's Fetters, which is a four-cost enchantment for three and a white. Uh, It's an enchantment aura, enchant permanent. When Faith's Fetters enters the battlefield, you gain four life. Enchanted permanent can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. Pretty, pretty solid white removal in all the formats that it is in. Uh, Next is another rare. It's Assemble the Legion, a three red-white enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a muster counter on Assemble the Legion. What's a muster counter, Precious? Uh, Then put a 1-1 red and white soldier creature token with haste on the battlefield for each muster counter on Assemble the Legion. We have Okiba Gang Shinobi. This is a 3-2 rat ninja for 3 black black. It has ninjutsu for 3 and a black. And whenever Okiba Gang Shinobi deals combat damage to a player, that player discards 2 cards. This is a a real wallop of a hand attack spell attached to a, a creature with, you know, decent-sized teeth. And rounding out the uh, whole package, we have a Foil Colrath Knight from Shadowmoor. It's a 3 3 four, five. Uh, 3 colorless and two hybrid Rakdos. It's an elemental knight. It has flying. It also has wither. So it deals damage to creatures in the form of minus-one, minus-one counters. And crazily... Creatures your opponent's control with counters on them can't attack or block. Oh, that's counters of any kind. Full stop. That is not something I noticed earlier. Counters of any kind. That's, that's a beating. That is it for the deck proper. There is also a foil maelstrom nexus, which is like 12 bucks, so not bad value. There is a Sadistic Hypnotist, a Felidar Guardian from the infamous uh, copycat deck with Sahili Rai, a Fire nice, and, and your boy Frogmite, as well as a Grape Shot and a good old Thran Dynamo. Any interested parties can contact us at collectedsorceries at gmail.com or by following us on Twitter at CollectedSource. Uh, stay safe out there, folks, and you can look forward to more entertaining content and related funnery from the Collected Sorceries crew. And we'll see you next time.